0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4. This is where we left off last week, and I don't know, but I feel a little bit of fire on me today. It hit me during worship, during that last song. I went, oh man. Now we've had some fire Wednesday nights where I just start ministering by the Holy Spirit, I feel it a little bit tonight. That anointing, that mantle comes every so often, and I'm like, woo wee You know, you feel like, you know, the statement is you could you could uh, jump over a wall, and, or uh, jump over a troop, or what is it? Run through a troop and jump over a wall. But um, <laughs> but for me, it would be jump over a troop and run through a wall. <laughs> Sometimes you just feel that, wow, it's like you're Superman. You don't care, you know? It's just... If I could explain it, I would. <laughs> it's hard to explain without experiencing it. Uh, years ago, I am going to teach, but I may save 15 minutes toward the end. But I want to share this with you because part of, part of me is helping you understand and recognize how, when the Holy Spirit moves on you. Years ago, I was uh, doing youth camp for Breakforth Bible Church. And usually one or two of the nights, it just depends on what the Lord wants to do. He'll have me minister to all the kids, or He would. I'm not talking about just by the word, but by the gifts of the Spirit, operation of the Spirit, stuff like that. Because it helps the young people recognize God in the room. Helps them become familiar with... It touches the natural, the senses and all that. How many know God's into that? You know, we don't live by senses, but He wants wants you to feel good. Did you know that? He does. He wants you to feel good. He's into your feelings. He's into mine. I'm thankful for it. (laughs) Amen? Because we have so many things coming against us in this life thoughts, but it's bombarding and feelings, and our bodies are aging, so they need lubricant. You know, my wife, I, before I, before I uh, oh, yeah, they need oil. Uh, we, before I started doing the uh, teaching for the Bible school, I had this other uh, office chair, and every time I leaned back in it, it squeaked, and so she's like, oh, we can't do that, so she got me another chair. Now this one squeaks. It didn't squeak at first. How many have noticed the older you get, your body squeaks? It's like, oh, 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 oh. your mind goes, oh, we can do that. Your body says, hey, wake up. <laughs> but, you know, even though the outward man is aging, God still wants it in good working order. Amen. So while I'm teaching, believe God for healing in your body right now, amen, you can be refreshed by that. But anyway, uh, we were in, uh, at, at a youth camp, and I had, this was when I was a youth pastor at Freedom Church still, and I was doing the youth camp, and I took one of my interns up with me named Joe Epley, and Joe's now a youth pastor in Baker, Montana, and uh, doing a great job, good kid. I shouldn't say kid, he's, he's a dad twice now, you know, he's a kid to me because he came at 16 to the youth group, you know, real smart kid, uh, came from a real rough family, he's really the only one that serves the Lord in his family, I mean, it's a miracle, and I always blamed his mom for, for what happened because he couldn't figure it out, most people that are raised in rough families don't turn out to be, you know, on fire, believing God, going after it type believers, um, and uh, anyway... I blame his mom. I said, well, and I was trying to figure it out. I was praying about it. Lord, what, what took place, you know, with Joe? Why is he different? You know, what, what, what is the, the difference? One is he made the decision, this is the direction I'm going. And his family wasn't happy about it. But they will be over time because he'll be the salt in their, in their decaying world. So, but anyway, he told me one day, he was just, we were having a conversation and he said, uh, he said, yeah, when I was younger, I used to be afraid to go to sleep. And my mom would read me Bible stories. And I said, your mom put the seed in you. She didn't even, she would just, she doesn't, you know, she may believe in Jesus, but she wasn't, they're not serving God radically, you know what I mean? But she put that word in him, and it stuck in his heart. She offered something besides fear, and it was faith, and it just kept growing, amen? Anyway, so he's with me, and we're going to minister to people, and I'm used to my mantle. Do, do you know what I mean? Well, maybe you don't know what that, th- that means. Sometimes it's hard to explain some of these things unless you're, you're in a particular office to minister, um, but if you've ever been a pastor, you've ever ministered in that kind of level, you understand, or musicians, you understand. There is a particular, it's, sometimes I notice it more than others, it's like a coat just goes on you. It's like it comes on you, you can feel it. Now, other times I don't feel it at all, but I know it's there because I've functioned in it so much. You're just aware. It's like you're used to your car. You've driven it so much, you know what I mean? And uh, not that I want to downgrade a mantle or an anointing to a car, you know what I mean? That's kind of disrespectful a little bit, not intentionally. But I'm just trying to give you an illustration of what it's like. And so it's there. Well, I'm used to it. So I'm standing there, and the kids are lining up to be ministered to. I'm used to this mantle. It sits on me and sometimes it's heavy. How many of have ever felt the anointing real heavy? Just you can feel it around you, you're aware. Well, it was just heavy on me that day or that night. And I knew God's gonna do fun stuff. This is the great thing about being in my position. The water hits me before it hits you. I know what's in the stream before you even get it. And so anyway, and I'll just tell you this, sometimes I don't say what's there. <laughs> because <laughs> I just don't have a leading to do it. But anyway, so I'm getting ready, and I, and the Lord says to me, bring Joe up. So I never bring anybody up just because of a whim. I, I learned, I tried it years ago when I was real young, and I got in trouble. I'm talking about in trouble from the Lord. Because I was like, oh, I was just so excited about the anointing, you know? You're just like, everybody get in, woo! You know, it's a free-for-all. No, that's not how the Lord works. So... The Lord said to me, bring Joe up. And I said, oh, really, Lord? He said, yeah, you're gonna, you're, he's going to minister to the kids. I thought, okay. So I bring him up, and he stands next to me. And, I, and I'm explaining what's going on, and I'm standing there, and I'm looking at Joe. And Joe is like, like he drank you know, a quad shot of something right before. And I'm like, Joe, I'm thinking to myself, would you calm down? You know, I'm thinking, stop. And he was kind of high energy anyway. He plays the violin. He can play the guitar. He can play the piano. He can sing. He can. I mean, he's just very talented. And, uh, and he was always kind of, he's a skinny six foot two. I mean, no, he's really skinny. Um, and, and, you know, if a, a gust of wind comes up, you got to grab onto him. So, <laughs> very nice young man. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just joking. Anyway, so I love him very much. Anyway, so he's just, I mean, and I'm like, and he's going to lay hands on people, and he's like all over, and girls are getting their hair messed up. You know, it's like, I'm like, Joe, I'm thinking to myself, calm down. Just get a hold of yourself, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's your body, Joe, control it. And it's bugging me, and I never said anything to him, but this is just all going on in my head. And then later, I'm driving home from the meeting, and I'm praying in the spirit, and I'm going, Lord, what is the deal? Why is he, why was he acting like this, you know? I'm trying to, trying to you know, help me help him, you know what I mean? And the Lord said to me, he said, Sean, you're used to that. He's not. So that's sometimes when you lay hands, not that not that falling is a sign of not being used to it or shaking under the spirit or having the anointing hit you and you feel the power of God to hit you. It's not that, it's just that as a, as like from my position, some people are more used to that than others. And it's not an issue of disrespect. I'm just more acclimated to where I stand. Does that make sense? And so even on Sunday, you know, you have people, uh, I've had people tell me, in fact, I had one person tell me, I lay hands on him, and he's like, man, he told me later, he said, and I'm not going to name names, but he told me later, he said, man, I'm sorry I didn't fall, but I don't know what to do. (laughs) I'm like, you don't have to fall. But he said, I feel like falling. He said, everything in me is going, hang on, you can make it. He's almost done praying, you know what I mean, type, type of thing, you know, it's like, what... You know, hold out, you know what I mean? How many of you have ever done that before? You're like, I am not falling, I am not falling? I've done that before and then I've been in some services I'm like, I went up there for prayer and I'm like, I am not falling and then I'm, I'm, oh, I'm waking up and I'm like, what happened? You know, the power of God hit me and I'm like, what in the world? One time I was, uh, oh man, we're in stories, aren't we? Okay. Are you okay with this or do you need? Okay. So one time we're in, we're, in, uh, we're at Breakforth and we're down at the rally. And uh, uh, this, I think this was, I don't remember what happened, but I remember being there and I'm just like you. So I go to meetings even though I don't feel like it. I'm just being honest. I don't feel like being at every meeting. I don't, but I know where I have to be. You know, and so, and I have to be in those meetings. The Lord told me I had to be there. Because I get invited to all sorts of stuff, and I'm like, meh. But when inside I go, there's that, you better go. I'll be there, you know. I get invited to meetings all the time around here. Nope, I ain't going. Because I'm on my grinding wheel. This is it. And I I know how to walk in a circle. Like a good ox. (laughs) I'm good at it. I'm good at routine. It doesn't bother me a bit. I like it, in fact. Anyway, so I'm down there with uh, 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 in the morning services, and Pastor Larry. I think I don't think he ministered that morning, but the Lord told him to have all the ministers come up, and he was supposed to lay hands on us all. And I'm tired. I mean, I don't want to get up. I just want to sit there and drink my coffee, listen to the message, get what I'm supposed to get, and then go back to the hotel and go to bed. Does anybody else ever think this way? Because this is how I think. You know what I mean? Unless the Lord interrupts it, I'm like, okay, just leave me alone. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm here to get what God has for me, and I want to leave. And don't ask me any questions, because I don't feel like teaching. And I'm sorry you're going through what you're going through, but I'm not God, so get your own connection. <laughs> okay, maybe I went too far. I would... <laughs> anyway, it's not really, I mean, you understand, that's just my natural kind of side of... Oh, geez. is a good message so far. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm, I, I'm like, oh, he wants the ministers to come up. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Lord. And so I stepped up, and I was probably four rows back on a side. And Heidi's already going. I think you were ahead of me. I don't remember, but anyway, she, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, woo, you know. Yeah, you're more spiritual by far. So <laughs> she has much greater control over her expressions of things. <laughs> so um, I'm walking up behind her, and I know i got to get my heart right before I get there because I know Larry, he, Pastor Larry, but he's an apostle, okay? So he carries that mantle too, and I also know he'll call you out, he doesn't play around because um, he's a good father in the faith. He's a good minister. He's been at it for a long time. You're not, he's already been beat up already. It's too late. You can't do anything to him. He's already weathered. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll just keep going. So I got my heart right. I, now, and my feelings did not change at all, but I said, Lord, okay, I'm going to get my heart. Whatever you have for me, I ha- I'm ready to receive it. And I went up, and I put my hands out here. You want to know Why? Because I was too tired to do this, so this was easier. Because you know you can kind of rest your elbows into your fat cells on the side, (laughs) and I don't have to. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I'm like, okay, we're good, you know. And so I'm thinking, okay, hurry up and pray for me. You know, don't have a word of knowledge, just in the name of Jesus, and go on, and I'll receive. I'm good with that. I don't need a long prophetic word over my life i already have a lot of them i don't need more okay they've already (laughs) already have them on file they're good and so i'm sitting there standing there like this and i'm have my hands out and he grabs i don't even think you grab both of them he grabbed one of my hands and it was like somebody reached their hand inside my intestines and pulled it and i went i did a pirouette I did a ballerina, and you know it wasn't me wanting to do it because I didn't even want to be up there in the first place, but it felt like somebody jerked my guts on the inside. I've never felt anything like that before that or since, and he imparted to me whatever the Lord wanted to get in me. He got it in me. So I'm praying about this. I write it down. I look up, you know, what it means to twist. I look up what it means to have your guts pulled, you know. I mean, I'm trying to figure out what God did to me, what impartation came. And then Pastor Jeremy Vester and I are talking about it. And he's my pastor. I mean, Pastor Larry's my pastor, too. Um, I'm under Rama, and he's, you know, he's been a real mentor to me and a father in the faith for years Um, when we talk, we don't talk all the time, but when we do, it's usually a good hour and a half, two hours on the phone, um, or late in tonight at the restaurant. And then the next morning we look at each other and go, why did we do that? (laughs) You know, anyway, so pastor Jeremy, I called him and we're just talking and he's my RMAI director. So you got to understand what's happening here. There are levels of authority going on and you don't always get direct revelation from the Holy Spirit to you. Sometimes the Lord will make you submit to somebody, or have you submit to, well, always, submit to somebody, and some revelation will come that way. Amen? Um, People that are islands unto themselves don't last. You know, (laughs) it just doesn't, you don't last. I mean, you can think you want it that way, and you can think it's more comfortable that way, and in the natural, in some respects, it is until you don't get the answer you need. So anyway, I call Pastor Jeremy, and I'm telling him about this. He goes, oh, I know what it is. The Holy Spirit gave it to him. He said, You, he said, any, any old person can steer a dinghy. Talking about a little boat, he said, It takes guts to steer a ship. And God is giving you a ship. In other words, this church was still in its, it's it was still growing, it still is growing. But I mean, you guys got to realize, if you look around right now, this was, this is bigger than our Sunday morning attendance at the beginning. Okay? And so, what I'm saying is, is that it's going to continue to grow, right? But in that, I received that impartation. The Holy Spirit came. He ministered to me. He gave me that. And then through two other ministers that I'm a fellow minister with and under, and then one that's well-seasoned compared to me and over me, God imparted into me what I needed for this. Does that make sense? And so... I don't know where I'm going with this other than to tell you when the Spirit of God moves, sometimes it isn't always what you think, and sometimes it's different, and you're not acclimated to it. It's new to you. I'm not talking about unscriptural things. I'm talking about scriptural things. And so when it comes to the move of the Spirit and things like that, you have to be open and and be aware, hey, God could speak through so-and-so. And this is why, one of the main reasons why it's so vital that we walk in unity and love. And I don't know if you remember this, but last week, and we'll get into this right now in Philippians 4, but if you, you remember last week, we talked about this. There were, there were women who had a disagreement, remember that? And they, they, they disagreed with one another. <laughs> And so you got to watch out for that. you got to be aware of that because I've watched the enemy and it tied right into Sunday when we talked about Galatians 5 and the interpersonal relationship fleshy issues. Remember, out of all those issues of the flesh, nine of them have to do with interpersonal relationship. So we like to focus on the you know, adultery, fornication, drunkenness, you know, all of these things, which are valid things that need to be dealt with because they're flesh issues and they'll kill you. They they create death, in other words, in your life in some form. But nine of them have to do with relationships, because if I've seen it, in fact, I was on a um, Zoom call today with a, a particular ministry group that we're working with to do more and more outreach over Facebook and stuff like that. And we were talking about a new idea that we we're gonna come or gonna be that we're gonna be working on or we're working on together. I'm really excited about it. But anyway, um this gentleman that I, I was on the call ahead of time and they're in Tulsa, and I'm in obviously here in here in Billings. And so we were just talking, we we talked doctrine. We, I love it. He was he was raised in a word of faith church, but he he kind of got away from it, but then came back to it, and he really needed the education side more. He was kind of raised in a wild hair preaching church with not a lot of doctrine. And so he needed that, but he got it. So we talked doctrine, we talk things. He knows really fancy words for casting out devils. I just say we cast them out. You know, he knows like the Hebrew, the Greek, you know, he knows all the fancy terms, the the book, the theology book terms. And so we're talking about this and he said, it's interesting how much Paul dealt with unity in the body as a key in his letters to the church. And I'm not talking about we all agree completely doctrinally down to the letter. I'm talking about unity in Christ in the spirit of love and learning to, in some things, just disagree agreeably. You know, because people love to throw around, and we talked about that word in Galatians, heresy. They love that. The, 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 the doctrinal world, the church world, it's heresy. It's heresy. I had a guy tell me once, You're not, you haven't been baptized in water if you, were, if you weren't baptized in water in the name of Jesus only. Well, I know where he got that, and they're United Pentecostal in their background. I get it. Okay, But that's not heresy if I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's not heresy. We need to be careful about nitpicking and dividing over nothing. Yeah, over nothing. Presumptuous assuming things. Be really careful about assuming someone's motive. Here's one thing that's really helped me and Heidi, and it's helped me, and we continue to get stronger and stronger in it. You, it the best thing in the, in the world to do is just assume, even though they're cussing you out, they really love you. That's going to be your safest bet. You say, why? Because love takes no account of a wrong suffered anyway. So even if, you know, sometimes people say, well, I wish they'd just express it differently. Well, we all wish we would express things differently, but the best thing for us to do is to believe that they have our best interest at heart, and if they don't, then the Lord will show us, and we just let it go anyway. Amen? Because if the devil can't get you into what we would call more of the, the carnal sins in the area of you know, fornication, adultery, different things like that, drunkenness, you know, lascivious living where you're just, is just loose living in the flesh that way, and he knows he's not going to get you there, he can get you offended. He'll work the other angles. Well, why'd the preacher have to say it like that? Did you see the look on his face? He could have had gas, for all you know. People say, does that happen? They're human. I've been in services where the preacher walked by, and I thought he had gas, because he just let it out even worse than that, I mean, think about it. Think about this. Think about this. Even worse than that, I I mean, I should say worse. I've been catching in a line and had people hit the ground and it all came out. In other words, we're still human. All right? There is, it's all still here. Amen? It's still here. And so we need to be aware of that and, 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 and lean heavy to the love, mercy, I mean just extremely heavy, to the point where people think you're ignorant. You say, what do you mean by that? That person just got insulted and they act like they don't even know what just happened. This is what Brother Hagin used to say to us. He'd say uh, people would you know say something to him and they'd want to you know they'd be real sarcastic or whatever to him. he'd say, and and they'd come up to say that person just insulted you and he'd say i've been criticized by experts these little spurts don't bother me a bit <laughs> or he'd say i just i'm not going to even pay attention they would take out full page ads in the paper against him denomination different denomination different groups what difference does it make you're going to stop if you if we're one with god and flowing with him you're not going to stop god amen So Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4, just keep that in mind, because you don't want to get too far over there into the flesh in that area. But Paul said this, rejoice in the Lord always, I will say, uh, he says again, I will say, rejoice. And so we saw that um, Paul commanded us to, to rejoice in the Lord always. That seems unreasonable and impossible to most people. They think you can't always be rejoicing even though, even through bad times, but the Lord would be unjust to command us to do something that is un- unobtainable. Rejoicing at all times is not only possible, it is preferable. It's true that we can't rejoice at all times if we are waiting for our circumstances to be good. You can't rejoice at all times. If, you, if you're waiting for your rejoicing to come about because the circumstances change, you're going to miss your opportunity to walk by faith. I'm going to say that again. If you're waiting for your opportunity to rejoice till the circumstances change, you're going to miss your opportunity to do it by faith. Because if you're rejoicing when the circumstances are still turned, once they turn good, then you're rejoicing in what you're seeing, not in the Lord. Does that make sense? Now, you can, you should rejoice before and at all times, and then after it comes to pass, go ahead and rejoice. But at least give it a rejoice beforehand, Amen. Count it all joy, my brethren. All right, so we see that rejoicing is important. Let's go to verse five, and we'll get through this. The scripture says in verse five, "Let your gentleness or moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand." This word gentleness it does also mean moderation. Uh, this is someone who is sweetly reasonable, forbearing, satisfied no matter the situation. This is a this is a uh, um, this is actually a a uh, a fruit or a byproduct of the anointing and the Spirit of God within us. This person is the opposite of contentious. Remember, we're dealing with, and Paul said this um, in uh, uh, verse 2... And I'm going to read it. He says, I implore Yodia and I implore Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. So now we're down to verse five, and he's talking about people uh, talking about gentleness or moderation. Why do you think he's talking about that? Because we're still within the context of relationships, he's still dealing with this particular situation. You need to let your gentleness and your reasonableness be known to all men. You need to be reasonable about what you're in, in dealing with other people. In other words, if you want mercy, show mercy, okay? If you, if you want to have gentleness show to you, you need to show gentleness, you know? Um, have you ever met somebody that's in a fight with everybody all the time? And they're always blaming somebody else. No, the problem is the fight's in you. <laughs> Amen? Okay, so we need to be aware of this. So, you you because it's so easy for us because we live in the flesh and in the natural, to just kind of lean over into that world pretty easily, and thoughts will come, and the and the news or whatever or media will feed it. They're trying to uh, create the enemy is trying to create division and strife. He's trying to create fights and wars, and so we need to let our gentleness. Uh, Be known to all. This person is the opposite of contentious. They look carefully at the facts in a situation with a reasonable, steady observation. A reasonable, steady observation. I had somebody get after me um, because they're mad at all the people who haven't been vaccinated um, because their family member that's been vaccinated can't get into the hospital because of all the people that haven't been vaccinated are hogging up all the hospital beds. So all the people that aren't vaccinated are killing all the people that come on, that's not reasonable. It's not even close to reasonable. Vaccinated or unvaccinated, whatever. Be led. Leave others alone. The problem really boils down to, in all these situations, a lack of faith in God. That's what it boils down to. So the Lord is at hand. So we're supposed to let our moderation be known. Now, there's another meaning to this word, and I like it, and actually Bobby Yandian brings it out. Not just gentleness, but moderation. And he talks about this. He, puts this. he puts it this way. The moderation Paul mentions here does not refer to sins, but to our indulgences. The world needs to see our moderation in the affairs of life. This includes everything from food, clothing, cars, and homes to entertainment and leisure activities. Our life is to be centered on the Lord Jesus and not on things. Possessions will not get us salvation, but salvation will get us possessions. Did you know that? We may lose possessions, but we cannot lose the Lord Jesus. Amen. You know, in the New Testament, they had everything taken from them at times, and they were scattered. Well, what do you think they did? They didn't go, oh, Lord, it's your will that we never have anything. They, they believed God leaving their stuff, and they believed God where they were going till they got more stuff. Amen? But stuff is stuff. Come on, it should be easy come, easy Yeah. Easy come, easy go, especially with possessions. See, we treat relationships in our culture light, easy come, easy go. They even write songs about it. <laughs> How I many of you have heard that song? I've heard that song. Okay. You don't listen to secular music. I know. You're really spiritual. Okay. So, <laughs> well, I heard it once. <laughs> anyway, my point is, is that we need to treat stuff like that and people we need to, huh, cling to. Amen? Especially those in the body of Christ. We need to cling to them and, and look for ways to work things out, not look for ways to leave. Amen? We are to be content with whatever we possess, knowing that we can never lose the Lord Jesus. We also need to look at the details of life through an awareness of the Lord's return. He is coming very soon, and possessions will mean nothing in the light of eternity. We will receive no rewards in heaven for the car we drove or the home we lived in. You know, how many know this, that God's not going to go be handing out rewards and go, Oh, you lived in a bigger house. Here, you get more reward he doesn't care. That's just him loving you and you enjoying a blessing. It has no eternal value. I've said this before. You may have more stuff than me. That means your pile of ashes will be bigger than mine. (laughs) I lived on the rich end of town. It burns just as easily as the poor end of town. Okay? It doesn't, God doesn't, It doesn't matter to him. That stuff doesn't matter. You understand what I mean by that, right? Uh, What I'm saying, what I'm trying to do is put it in perspective with eternity. This is temporal. It's not eternal. Amen? Okay. So we need to be aware of that. We will only receive rewards for what we did with the finances God entrusted us with. We will be rewarded for the souls we brought into the kingdom with our finances and the ministries we supported through our giving. That's where the reward's going to come. And you notice God doesn't ask for all your money all the time, okay? We'll end on this verse. We'll get through two verses. It'll be great. <sighs> be anxious for everything. Oh, nothing. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, we're going we're to hit this one good, I think. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything... And that word everything means the whole, so everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So be anxious for how much? Nothing. But in everything, in the whole, by prayer or conversation with God, and supplication, which is a request, with thanksgiving, which has to do with a grateful Uh, attitude, an attitude of gratitude. Let your request be made known to God. The word anxious means to take care or to take thought, to be anxious or to be troubled with cares, to have a distracting care, okay? To have a distracting care, to take thought, to uh, take care, to be anxious, to be troubled with cares. That's what anxiety is. In other words, your thoughts have been established in meditating uh, something evil. Now, it could be a particular area or something bad. It could be a particular area or it could be kind of an overall view of life or maybe you don't necessarily, you know, you, you're, you're good at trusting God in one area, but you have another area that you're like, man, I am not in faith in this area. How many have had that? I have had that, okay? You know there are areas you need to grow in, okay? Okay? So this is what what Paul's saying is be anxious for nothing. Now, when you read that, is your natural like my natural? It goes, you can't do that. It's like you want to have a conversation with God, and I know super faith people don't ever do this, but you want to have a conversation with God like, God, do you really know what's going on down here? (laughs) You know what I mean? Are you aware? But the scripture says we can be anxious for what? No thing. Now, I'm walking through some things in my own life, just in some different areas, and the Lord's been highlighting things that I've had in my life where it's like, I didn't even know it was there. Have You ever had him do that? Isn't that exciting? It's like, really, Lord? Couldn't we just have ignorance is bliss, remember? You... Isn't that a scripture somewhere? He's like, no, Sean, ignorance is death. My people perish for lack of, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right, it's death. And it's, it's you know, it's been it, this situation that I'm dealing with, it, with me, it's like, you know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been ready for this fight. But have you noticed that even in the midst of feeling like there's no way out? You fellowship with the Lord, you continue to move forward with him, and it's like this faith just keeps propelling you toward and through this fight. Have you noticed that? In your own relationship with the Lord. Now, some of you are looking at me kind of like a deer in headlights, and it just means you haven't gone far with the Lord yet. Because the Lord, and we just sang it in that song, he'll lead you through things, and it's like, turn the light on, Lord. And he's like, I'm in you, I'm with you. What are you concerned about? Well, I can't see what's out there. Exactly, it's a faith walk. And how many of you have noticed this? The enemy will come, and this is his trick, and you can read this in Matthew 6. I'm not going to go there right now, but this is his trick. He'll paint you the picture of the future and try to get you to believe that that's what it is. While the whole time within you, the Lord's saying, no, this is what it'll be. Stay with me. Yeah, Lord, but it feels like that. He said, I know what it feels like. Stick with me. Well, Lord, you know, have you ever done this with the Lord? Lord, just, I want to show me. I plead with you. You know, you try that for a little bit, and nothing really changes, but every once in a while, the Holy Spirit inside of me goes, you'll be fine. Just keep going. I'm like, Lord, that's not what I want. Send me an angel. (laughs) Gabriel, Michael would work. me and Mark were talking about this. You know, we haven't had the angel choir show up yet. You know, still waiting for that one to happen. (laughs) Okay? Or maybe, Lord, you know, uh, how many have done this? You're not crying out of your head, but you're crying from your heart. You're going, God? And all you get is, you're going to make it. And you think, you could have visited me (laughs) in an open vision. That would have been nice. (laughs) And the Lord's going. I'm here. I'm right here. You're standing on those promises, right, Sean? Yeah, I'm standing on those promises. I have those promises in my mouth. I have them in my. But it feels like your mind is trying to. The enemy's just trying to take your mind and throw it. Have you ever noticed this? And that's what it means to be tossed to and fro. Come on. But what is actually happening in my life right now? I'm coming out perfect and complete, lacking nothing. (laughs) Are you? Yes, you are. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.